0: Welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get out your Bible and open up the notes app on your phone as we jump into God's word with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, and welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast. Thanks for jumping on for this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about dealing with conflict, something that's not so fun, but very necessary. So can't wait to dive into this topic with you ladies today. Get your notebook, get your pen and your Bible, and we're going to jump into the topic of conflict. But before you do, I want to remind you uh, to check out the Champion Center App. If you haven't already, download that app and you can get more podcasts from Champion Center. You can get all of our morning devos, our Facebook lives, and you can get notified so that if you're uh, wanting more than just a once a week podcast, Champion Center is a great app to download for that. Well, today we're going to jump into the topic of conflict. Yes, conflict. So, you know, if you're in relationship with people for very long, you're going to have to deal with with conflict. And some people have a personality that's naturally uh, lends to confronting and, and being confrontational and dealing with conflict. And other people are more passive. They don't like to deal with conflict. So I don't know which side of the spectrum that you're on today, but the Bible actually gives us some great uh, tips and actually walks us through a process that when we have to confront somebody, that there's a biblical way that we can do it. A biblical way that doesn't leave us shouting and yelling at each other or belitt- belittling the other person, but but actually it's God's way of dealing with conflict, you know? So um, we're going to dive into it. Uh, you know, the, the main thing is, is that we don't ignore conflict, whether it's your marriage, a relationship an issue within your church, an issue within your organization, even an issue within uh, your family, maybe your children, The, the easiest thing to do, let's be honest is to just put that conflict and just uh, just sweep it right under the rug. Like, oh, what? No, I, that didn't happen. I, and just to continue to go on with life is normal. It's easy because we maybe don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to have another argument. Maybe we just don't want to deal with the deeper issue behind that one particular argument. But it's, it's easier just to pretend like it's not happening. And that's a dangerous thing to do it's dangerous because it's not really uh, bringing anyone any good in the relationships it's just mounting the problem isn't going away it's just getting bigger so um, you know it's it's good to confront in a right spirit and when when I say confront I'm not talking about uh, giving everyone a license to just fly off the handle whenever they want but the Bible talks about even the way in the, in the manner that we confront in Romans 12 it says if someone has done you wrong, do not repay him with wrong. Try to do what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody. Do you hear that? Do everything possible on your part to live in peace. And sometimes that doing everything possible means confronting in love, in love, you know, doing it in a, trying to create peace as the outcome is the difference between uh, the spirit in which we address the conflict. If we're just trying to get our own way, if we're trying to just be right in the conversation, If we're trying to make the other person feel really bad about themselves, that's not trying to do everything to create an atmosphere of peace. That's us trying to have our own way. And that's not love as the Bible describes love in the book of Corinthians. So, you know, love doesn't demand its own way. And so the Bible talks about that and it talks a lot about not confronting out of anger. You know, when you think about confrontation, you think about angry people, two angry people confronting each other over, I don't know, a roll of toilet paper or uh, something crazy political or whatever it is, uh, you know, not to do it in anger. And, you know, uh, Psalm 37, 8 says, don't give way to worry or anger. It only leads to trouble. Proverbs 29, 22 says, people with quick tempers cause a lot of quarreling and trouble. Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says, keep your temper under control. It is foolish to hold a harbor, a grudge. Proverbs 14, 17, people with a hot temper do foolish things and uh, wise people remain calm. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. All of those scriptures, my heavens, talk about that you're going to yield a bad harvest if you're acting out in anger, that it brings trouble. One proverb, Proverbs 18 says, you know, a fool's mouth invites a beating. Like if if you're just going off with the mouth, if you're just confrontational, if you're just angry, you're going to bring trouble upon yourself. So that's not the confrontation that we're talking about here. I love uh, what we ended with Proverbs 15. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You can still confront and turn away wrath. You can still confront and and have an outcome of peace. You can still confront and walk away way in love. Actually, if done right, confrontation is a great catalyst for love and, and correction. Think about this. The Bible says that the Lord disciplines those he loves. The Lord, if the Lord were afraid to confront us, you know, if we, if every time the Lord tried to confront me on an issue, if I, if I was just like, I don't want to hear this. And I just, we wouldn't have much of a relationship. And that's how it is with the people in your life. There's going to be some times that really the, the greatest act of love, the greatest thing that you can do for somebody is to confront them. And it's not always fun, but I want to walk you through some tips that the Bible gives us today uh, about confrontation. Turn with me in your Bible to Matthew 5. 43 through 48. It says this You have heard that it was said, Love your friends and hate your enemies. But now I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may become the children of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun to shine down on good people alike and gives rain to those who do good and those who do evil. Why should God reward you if you love only the people who love you? Even tax collectors do that. And if you speak only to your friends, have you done anything out of the ordinary? Even the pagans do that. You must be perfect just as your father is perfect. What he's saying here, you know, that, that if you're just going to to live your life surrounded by people who agree with you all the time, if you're just going to love people who love you, if you're never going to take the steps uh, to confront in a situation that you're not actually showing love. Uh, the Bible says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. You know, uh, you think about this, some of the the greatest and deepest friendships that I've had are some of the biggest areas that I've had to confront, those people know you the best. Those people go through life with you and there's going to be times We have to have some confrontation and not all confrontation is bad. So let's take a look at what the Bible says in Matthew 18, because we want to be people who can confront number one in the right spirit, the spirit of love. We never want to be quick to respond. We never want to over respond. We want to take time. So before we get into the scripture, let's talk about that for a second. When you're confronting someone, don't respond immediately. What do I mean by that? What's what's the book of Proverbs? I read a proverb a day. If you don't do that, you need to do that. Um, You know, one for every day of the month. There's so much wisdom in the book of Proverbs. But, you know, it says one seems right until you hear the other person's argument in the book of Proverbs. I, I don't remember the exact scripture, but meaning this, don't react immediately to a situation. Don't be one that flies off the cuff and just is quick to confront in every little situation. No, take time pray about it, get the full story, cool down, give yourself 24 hours. A lot of times I'll, I'll be upset about something one day and I'll wake up the next morning and be like, you know what? That really wasn't a big deal at all. I am so glad I didn't send that text. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so glad I didn't make that phone call. I'm so glad I didn't call that meeting. Um, you know, this really today when I wake up with, with a new grace, a new mercy for today after I've prayed about it, It's really not a big deal. Don't only pray about the situation, but pray for that other person that you're going to confront about an issue. Get God's heart on the matter. If you're going in there uh, to confront somebody and you have all of your ammunition and all of the reasons that you've been hurt and all of the the details about the situation, but you don't have love, it doesn't matter what you say. You're not going to be doing what the Bible says in Romans of doing everything that you can to keep in an atmosphere of peace. So pray for that person. The Bible said that it's a bless your enemies, pray for them. So take time and pray for that person. Even if it's, Someone who lives in your household, take time and pray for them before you confront. You know, the Lord, Holy Spirit will help you deal with relationships. The Bible says that he teaches us all things. You know, he'll teach you how to deal with different people. He'll teach you how to deal if you're newly married, he'll <laughs> teach you how to deal with your spouse. I remember when we were first married, I felt like we had to confront each other about every little thing. And there was a point that it just wasn't healthy. And so I remember being in the bedroom of our little apartment and, and my husband was out in the kitchen and I was like, "Lord, like you have to you have to do something here. I can't be the one that's continually confronting him about different issues and i remember leaving that time of prayer and going out into the kitchen and my husband was like you know what the lord really uh, said uh, i don't i don't remember what it was yeah you know, i was too hard on you about this or i was you know and so the lord holy spirit was doing a work through my prayers for my husband and asking when i was asking him to be an advocate on my behalf he was actually working the situation out so Take it to the Lord in prayer. Don't respond immediately because you'll respond out of your emotions. You'll respond with only a little bit of information. Uh, no, take time and be wise about it. Don't over respond. Like we said before, don't respond overly to the point where now you have to go back and apologize, or you've taken it somewhere that it didn't need to go. Especially, you know, if you're dealing with a congregant or a church member or someone in your business organization, you have to be, as a leader, you have to be slow. Take things slow and address them as they are. Don't don't over-respond and create a, a bigger issue than it needs to be. I've, I've done this as a leader before, and it's not fun to have to go back and, and you know, humble yourself and be like, you know what, I over-responded, I was wrong. And, you know, damage can be done in those relationships if you over-respond in the wrong way. So don't do that. Well, let's dive into Matthew 18 and see what the biblical pattern is for confrontation. Now, this is actually uh, talking about if your brother sins against you, but it's a good pattern if you even just have, like, an issue that comes up with somebody in your church. A lot of times as leaders and pastors, if someone comes to us, uh, this will help you from having to put out all these little fires. They'll come to us and say, so-and-so did this. And we'll just say, well, did you go to so-and-so about it before you came to me about it? And they might say no. And we'll say, well, go to Matthew 18 and see what Matthew 18 says is biblical instruction when you have an issue or a problem with a brother or sister in the Lord, how you're supposed to deal with it. So it says this. In verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even the church, let him be as a Gentile, a tax collector. And um, it, it goes on to, to talk about, it's actually talking about, you know, if it's a sin issue, but this is a great area for conflict in and of itself. So what does he say first? He says, go to your brother one-on-one between the two of you, tell him your offense Say, talk it out, work it out. Uh, It might not; they might not even know. Do you know how many times that there's been an uh, unnecessary conflict because the other person was completely unaware? Maybe it was miscommunication. Maybe it was just naivety. Maybe uh, they just were having a bad day. So you know, go to them one on one. Don't overreact. Don't overrespond. Just for what it is. Hey, you know what? I I just sensed that there was something going on. I sensed an attitude there. What's going on? And, you know, usually, and hopefully you can diffuse it right at that level. More times than not, they'll be like, you know what? I am so sorry. And it never has to escalate to a point and blown out of proportion. That's a simple way that the Lord instructs, just go to them one on one in a good spirit and try to talk it out. If that doesn't work, Take someone else with you as an advocate. Sometimes uh, we have couples in our office for marriage counseling because they need an advocate. They're like, you know what, uh, I'm trying to talk to her and she's not listening. Can you please, like, interpret what I'm trying to say? And sometimes you need another person there to try to work it through. And, um, you know, I would say be careful who you choose as that person. But but sometimes you need a mediator in a conversation or relation, especially if it's work, especially if it's um something to do with church or or uh, an office if you run a business you want to have uh, if it goes to that next level maybe someone there to mediate a conversation and then it says if that doesn't work take it to the church like then and get the pastor involved if 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 there's a conflict that just can't be resolved then let's go to the pastor and and address this and then you know see what the shepherd says as far as shepherding our flock what you know what needs to come into alignment here in this situation and so we see in Matthew 18 that it gives us a clear example that things can be resolved in a good godly way to work out that things don't have to to be, you know, the Lord, especially in church atmospheres, there shouldn't be somebody that you go to church with that you can't stand seeing. I'm not saying you have to be best friends with everybody at church, but you sure as heck shouldn't like wince or, uh, you know, want to call them names under your breath whenever you see them in the church foyer. So, you know, there's a way that we live and operate in peace and unity and love. And, you know, I I was just thinking about this the other day because I was reading a scripture uh, in the book of Psalms, and it was talking about the anointing uh, that that flows when brothers uh, dwell together in unity. It talks about it likens it to the, uh, the oil that flows from the beard of Aaron. And th- that's like an anointing oil. That There is an anointing when brothers and sisters flow together in unity. When there's unity in the church, there is nothing that the enemy loves more than to bring division, strife, disunity within a church body, especially women's ministry. Um, I work at, uh, at the church in women's ministry. I work with women a lot, and you really have to guard yourself. You have to to really keep the enemy out by saying, you know what, I'm not going to let this offense make me bitter. I'm not going to harbor it. I'm not going to ignore that person. I'm not going to just be hurt and wounded. I'm going to address it. And I have a biblical pattern that I can address it without it getting all blown out of proportion. And, you know, when you address it with that person, you leave it there. You did your part. That's what you're responsible for. You did it in love and uh, you just believe God for the restoration and uh, the restitution to take place. But don't be afraid to confront. Have the conversations, have the difficult conversations that you need to have in the right timing, in the right spirit, at the right point of the process. And God will do amazing things to see that you live and protect uh, in, in a place of unity, in your home, in your church, in your workplace. Listen, you don't have to be in chaos and strife with the people around you. God wants you to walk in perfect unity and perfect peace. So I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in today and God bless you. Until next time on the Mrs. Rev Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev Podcast. If you can help us out, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a rating and a review. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave any of your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.